0: the weather's getting warmer so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis and for anything i'm trying to update in my wardrobe i'm not trying to spend a small fortune let me tell you about quince because i just found a bikini top and bottom $50 high quality 25 for the top 25 for the bottom there is a certain australian
1: shearling slipper that i've been looking for and i found it for $50 on quince By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost to the middleman and
0: passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind let me tell you about recess mood it's infused with functional ingredients it's not just a sparkling water it has mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover it comes in four delicious flavors strawberry rose tropical bliss blood orange and raspberry lemon think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a
1: lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement.
0: Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the Alexi podcast, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. I didn't tell you in the last episode um, something that I'm going to tell you now, and that is I was one of many New Yorkers that caught COVID, and I don't know what variant I had. More than likely Omicron, but who knows? Now, this is my second time having COVID. I had it Early, like about a year ago and when I had it last time I was fully able to work remote I was functioning waking up in the morning going to sleep at night I, I lost my taste and smell for an evening and a morning but besides that I was going on long walks between you and me I would say that I was asymptomatic more or less it was just really the mental game that was the issue no That was not the issue this time around. I was physically exhausted. I also lost my taste and smell for an evening, but the major symptom that I felt was fatigue. And I was sleeping eight to 10 hours a night and also taking naps throughout the day, like two, three hour naps, in addition to getting a full night's sleep. I was so, so tired. I would go on a walk around the block and genuinely need to nap immediately upon arriving home. Like a single block. I go to Prospect Park four times a week, probably three or four times a week. I couldn't even make it halfway there. There was one time where after probably seven days of lying in bed, I I told myself, all right, let's try to walk to Prospect Park. It's not a far walk. It's 20 minutes maybe. And I had to sit down on a stoop and catch my breath. I was two and a half blocks from home. So... I had COVID, and I slept, and I recovered, and this week was sort of my first real week in action because I came up negative last Wednesday, last Thursday, so I had last weekend to have a good time, which I totally did. One of my friends was in town from Paris, and... We had a whole day of going to the Whitney and getting drinks and playing cards and taking picklebacks and dancing. It snowed that night, so there was a snow fight. Also, the evening or two evenings before that, my friend Emily hit 10K on TikTok, and she and my other friend have decided that this is the year of events. This is the year of themes, so any chance that we can celebrate, we're going to. So I had a really great weekend last week weekend. Last week, the weekend was good. And then this week was back on routine. I've I've been recording. I've been vlogging. I posted my first vlog of 2022. I'm trying to redo the intro. I want to find a new typeface for the year. I want to do a little revamping of the channel. Also, stay tuned because I have a new image that I'm going to be using for the podcast art. So Give your goodbye hugs and kisses to this particular podcast cover, but I love the next one even more. And what else has been going on? Oh, let's talk about New Year's resolutions. So my New Year's resolutions were to rest and relax, which 12 days of rest checks that category. We are right on track having COVID or not. I still was very well rested. And then my other one was to be more present and it's a it's a process it's harder than you think and it was such a natural ability that i used to have and i swear you know the pandemic happened i lost my mom there was a lot of um gigantic but also acute traumas and stress going on around me and over time that that puts anxiety in the forefront of enjoying any moment that was my personal experience. And it's been a big process of relearning how to be present. And let me just tell you, first of all, it's hard. Like I'm saying, it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's actually quite easy at the same time. Like There's a little bit of a a grace period, I would say. Stay with me. It's difficult. But I actually don't think being present in itself is really that tricky. It's almost just the habits that we've learned while here on Earth that have made it very difficult sometimes to be present. Just the way that our society runs right now. The idea of multitasking, of having your phone in your hand and something playing on your laptop or maybe something on the TV while something is in the oven. Like there's just a lot going on. And we've made it that way where things are accessible to be multitasking. Like, I can be scrolling on Twitter while walking and listening to music. And so I've been very observant since the new year passed, and I decided that I wanted to be more present. And it's interesting to notice times that I am and that I'm not. And the number one time I am present is in conversation. I am an active listener, I am an active speaker. I love conversation more than potentially anything else here on earth. There's nothing I enjoy more than a rich conversation with a group of people. I love when people are sharing thoughts, entertaining ideas, sharing stories. I like telling stories. I like hearing stories. And when I'm out being social, I'm very present. It's very easy for me to be present. I find it a little bit more difficult when i'm by myself and there's nothing necessarily to do and i think that's the sweet spot of when you're supposed to take advantage of nothing to do and being able to just be there's always something that you can do but there's nothing that you have to do then maybe it's good to not do anything intentional nothingness so this morning i woke up and i sat up and i just looked out the window. And I started finding myself being able to focus into just looking out the window. I wasn't doing anything other than looking out the window and observing what I saw. Just noticing things. And I found myself entering the present moment. And let me just say, it's mildly uncomfortable. Going from being distracted to being completely aware of the moment, a little uncomfortable. A little unsettling. But after... A couple minutes, even less, even after a minute. Once you enter the present moment, it's one of the loveliest experiences. Like, I sat up and I looked out the window, and then I lied down and I just put my head on the pillow. That was the experience, that was the moment. Me putting my head on the pillow, and it felt so good. It was so delightful. And I want to take note of that a little bit more. I also just find it so interesting that being aware can be such an uncomfortable feeling. It feels wrong. That It doesn't feel right that that's how it is. But I think it's a lot of unlearning and relearning. That's what I've been thinking about recently. It's a Saturday. It's Saturday afternoon. It's 2 o'clock. Last night was my friend's birthday. She turned 26 and this is... My other friend, Helen Ann, um, who lives with Emily and Emily is the friend who, well, Emily and Helen Ann decided that this is the year of themes. So the theme for Helen Ann's birthday last night was Jersey Shore and there were cheetah balloons and Italian flag colored balloons. There was a cheetah print tablecloth and little Italian flags On the table, there was photos of the Jersey Shore cast, as well as photos of Helen Ann. We all had little tags that said Helen Ann episode 27. And we just drank a horrible combination of drinks, might I say. Um, Which I think is where the nausea is coming from. We had a mix of drinks and Italian food. I had some octopus. I danced. I love seeing my friends. And then, not last night, but the night before, I also went over to a friend's. And we had a little wine and cheese night. There was four of us. We sat, exchanged what's been going on in our lives, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just feeling grateful. Maybe that's the moment that I'm at right now. But let me tell you the combination of drinks they had. I began the evening with an espresso martini because I was feeling a wee bit tired. I knew I needed to get a little hyped up. And then it turned into margaritas. I don't know why we were drinking margaritas with Italian food. horrible combo. It is what it is. It turned into a great fun mood. And then after that, we went out, and our friend got us a bottle of champagne, And then after that, I was just feeling so unsettled, but I was continuing to drink. So I had a vodka, a ginger ale, but I think somewhere in between. At some point, we were given lemon drop shots. So back up. But what a gross combo to be sitting in your stomach. All those were little people and they had personalities and they were hanging out. I cannot imagine them getting along. The margarita, the lemon drop, the glass of champagne, the espresso martini and the vodka ginger ale. Well, what would they talk about? What a weird combo of people. So I'm not surprised that I'm nauseous at the moment. It's kind of going away. And I want to talk about books because I have not checked in to the vlog for a while. I took a month and a half. No, 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 I didn't. Maybe like a month off of vlogging. And I'm back, but I've read so many books in between and I was so used to showing what I was reading. And I've gone through so many books and I haven't said anything about it. So I'll tell you to the podcast. So the most recent book that I read three women. It's really popular right now, and because of that, and it's been on a lot of um, shelves that staff members at bookstores recommend, and between hearing it online, hearing it from friends, the, the bookstore workers liking it, I had really high expectations, and it's just not for me. It's the story of three women that are all in their own relationships that they're trying to get to fit their needs and they're exploring how they even got to be in this place with their relationships and their sex lives. And they're all kind of sad women, three three sad stories. Uh and I just don't think it did enough for me. I was expecting way more. Now, before that, I read a book called Signs by Laura Lynn Jackson, and I've touched on this in the last episode. Oh my god, she's amazing. She is someone who can speak to the other side. And I fully believe her with every bone in my body. This woman is gifted. And you know what? I was reading this book and I thought, okay, I fully believe her. And then I have this memory of watching a Goop episode where they had a medium. And I watched it and I was like, I really believe her too. I really believe her too. Something about these two. Really trusting. So I look up what uh, Laura Lynn Jackson looks like same woman, same woman. So anyway, Laura Lynn, great, great girl. Uh, She talks about how to speak to the other side and how the other side speaks to us, past loved ones, our guardian angels, spirit guides, whatever. And the first part of the book is all these stories proving that there is this relationship to be had. And then the second part of the book is developing your own language, individual signs for you and your lost loved ones to communicate with because there's just so much love to be shared and I know that I've had moments where I'm going about my day and I know my mom was with me I fully know it I feel it inside I know she's there and maybe she's here right now I don't know for sure but mom if you're listening I love you so much and that was a fabulous book and before that I read My Body by Amrata which has had a lasting impact on me. I keep thinking about that book. It's, it's really um, something that I didn't have any expectations for. It's the story of M. Rada, this famous model, and how she thought she was being a feminist by allowing herself to use her body to make money. And the book just explores how it's a little bit more complicated than that. It's not so simple. And I thought it was an interesting take. It's sad, though. I, I definitely felt sad for her because she has this fame and this money and, and this voice, but it just seems like she's not incredibly happy. And then before that, I read Proof of Heaven, which I also spoke about in the last episode. It's the story of this neurosurgeon who comes down with bacterial meningitis and enters a coma. And he comes out saying, y'all, there's heaven. Trust me let me just say I was a non-believer I'm a believer now and so four different books and now I'm looking at the stack of books in front of me that I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to read next I'm either going to read Emma Klein's book The Girls or I'm going to read Middlesex or I'm going to read Crying in H Mart I've heard really great things about Crying in H Mart but I believe it's the sad story of a mom and I just don't know if that's like if I'm the right girl to be reading that right now beyond that I think you've heard enough about me. Let's get into you. So every single episode, if this is your first time listening, I ask on my Instagram. My Instagram is the same as the name of this podcast. My handle is Lexie, L-E-X-I-E. And every single week, I post asking for questions, and they can be anything. You can ask me something directly about me, or you can ask for advice on yourself. Whatever it is, I'm always open to it. And let's take a look. But first, a word from today's sponsors. shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples
1: I was so lucky as a kid I never had seasonal allergies it was not something I dealt with And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let
0: me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro, I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies.
1: Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself a new wellness brand something to hop on and let me tell you about fleur marche they deliver simple quality and affordable wellness solutions founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers hustlers and activists on the front lines of change their mission is to help you feel 100 percent every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Atlexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F L E U R. M-A-R-C-H-E dot com and use code Lexi for 20% off your first order.
0: First question I'm going to answer is great because I get to talk about my mom, which I want to. Lorna Guto asked, how do you find your style? I feel like I can only wear baggy hoodies and leggings and I hate it. I have to give my mom full credit for this. I went to private school for a portion of elementary school. And then when I got to public school, my mom would only allow me to wear jeans once a week. And sweatpants were not an option. So I got really clever in finding fun ways to pair pieces together that I could really like in my outfit. And I just got very comfortable to wear outfits during the daytime. I think a lot of us, at least like a lot of people I see, wear athleisure or sweats during the day and all their outfits are really for the night time they have a lot of dresses and heels to go out in but during the day they're just wearing leggings and baggy hoodies and so what i would say is challenge yourself and you can give yourself the rules you can say like no sweats this week or no sweats till the weekend or whatever because at this point i want to say only jeans once a week jeans feel like they're dressy at this point i would challenge yourself to get dressed for the day if you're a student or something and normally wearing athleisure wear a sweater and some jeans just play around with what you have because you probably do have a ton of clothes that you're not wearing i swear there's times where i'll go out to brunch with friends not in new york but like if i'm back home in virginia and i'm the only one who has a daytime outfit oh isabella asked how did you get yourself to start reading i have an entire video all about this on my YouTube channel, so I go to Lexi Lombard on YouTube and it's called How to Read If You're Dumb, <laughs> How to Read in 2022 If You're Dumb. And I give all my best reading tips, but to give a little overview, and I also give my favorite books of the past year if, in case you guys want recommendations. I would say having a challenge, I had a Goodreads account, and this year I'm starting to use this app called Storyworth, I believe, Storygraph maybe. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. I had a Goodreads account, I was just trying to read 21 books in 2021. And I get a high from entering and I finished a book, and that in itself motivated me enough. But when you're actually with book in hand and you find yourself not being able to concentrate, oh my god, how did I not bring this up earlier? Speaking of being present, what a way to know if you're present or not. Reading. Reading can literally tell you if you're in that moment or not because you can tell if you've been reading the words or if you're off in your own head thinking about something else. And if you get into that place where you're looking at a page and you realize, oh my god, I have not been reading anything, the little trick I do is just to get really slow and in my head I'll read every single word out loud so my head will be going like, how did you get yourself to start reading? And then it picks up and then you just get back into the reading flow again. So that's what I would say. But by all means, go check out the video. It'll give you a little bit more. No Nonsense Noel asked, have you read The Bell Jar? I haven't and for some reason I put Middlesex in the bell jar and like I get them confused and it's not even the same author because isn't bell jar Sylvia Plath and Middlesex's Jeffrey I forget um anyway the answer is no lemon drop asked for my favorite beverage or beverage of choice at the moment I've been making my own ginger juice which has been a fun little experiment I like taking the time cooking another great time to be present just really feel the food I like holding ginger and scraping off the skin and I'll blend it with lemon I have these blood oranges my little secret ingredient is a pinch of salt and then I strain it and it's it's been fun it's like a fun little activity but honestly I made it way too strong this time I just tweeted that like my ginger shot was so strong I feel it in my ears Vita Pesmac asked if you weren't an influencer what would your job be I really, let's say this like entire industry didn't exist, which is such a hard even question then to answer. I really don't think I would be in marketing or anything. I think I would either, I don't want to like discredit how much work this is, but try to get my PhD and be a psychiatrist or work on writing and be an author. I could see those two routes working for me and me being very fulfilled in them. Is Weber asked for February goals? God, February's already here. I feel like I missed out on half of January because I was in bed. But you know what? That's what I wanted. I wanted to rest. I wanted to relax. So can't complain, honestly. I really got COVID at the best time possible. I had gotten through the holidays. I didn't get it until after New Year's. So I'd seen my family. I didn't put my family in danger. Also, everyone was still recovering from the holidays in terms of the corporate world. So a lot of emails and stuff weren't at this high frequency that they normally are by the end of the year. So I really didn't have any major deadlines or work to be doing. So I was away from my family. I didn't have any of those obligations. And I didn't have any work obligations. I hit the sweet spot. But February, I'm going to California. I'm gonna go on a ski trip to Mammoth. I'm also gonna go to Sequoia. I'm going with a couple friends, and I'm just looking to try to be a little bit more active in February. I'm really looking to ski this winter. I'm such a skier. I love it so much. And I normally end up only going skiing once a year, twice if I'm really lucky. So my February goals are maybe to try to go skiing twice. I know for a fact I'm going once. But I'm telling you, I made this uh, statement in my most recent YouTube video. My goals for this year are truly just to heal and take my time. So in the past, my goals would typically be like, try to post six youtube videos this month um or try to post 10 youtube videos this month or try to make five thousand dollars or try to make ten thousand dollars or try to make twenty thousand dollars whatever it is and this time it's like i want to go skiing twice if i can you know which if we can make a goal anything that we want why not make it something that we're gonna find really fun and exciting? Because for a minute there, I was just trying to you know, get my life together and try to constantly declutter and organize and clean. And let me just say that it's only satisfying in the immediate term. I never look back and I'm like, God, so glad for all those times I cleaned my house. Thank fucking God. It's just, it, I will say, it's the healthiest form of instant gratification. It's just, it's actually not that fun. Anyway, I i have very mixed feelings about cleaning. But I'm trying to make my goals a little bit more exciting and fun and less demanding on me being such an adult because I've gotten that figured out. I know how to be an adult. I'm fine at that. I have a really great balance of being responsible but still having great, great times. Having a good time with myself. But it got a little bit too far to... The adult side that I was becoming neurotic, I was becoming really uptight, I was becoming very boring, I was not having any fun whatsoever. So yeah, my goals go skiing. Also, I have a goal this year to go on 12 dates. One a month seems incredibly achievable. If you would like to go on this goal as well, by all means, 12 dates this year. I already did my January. My January was with a guy who I've been like seeing for a couple months now, but no commitment yet. So still playing the field. I'll have to find someone to go out with in February. And I just think it's very reasonable to go on 12 dates because at first I was like, go on one a week. I'm like, bitch, no, you know that you're not going to do that. You really think you're going to go on 52 dates this year? No, let's really back it up and make it easy on yourself. Can you handle one a month? you've never done it before, let's do it now. So that's another goal. On the same train, they also asked that I fulfill any of my resolutions for 2021. I read over 21 books, I think I read 25. Also, I made the amount of money that I wanted to make in a year. I also did the podcast every week, and I think I've talked about this in the last episode. So if you want to hear all about my resolutions, go to the episode of me sleeping with the Fox News Writer. Annie underscore pair asked, has your diet changed with your fitness journey? Not at all. Not a single bit. <laughs> Mishy underscore T asked, are you a people pleaser? I'm a people pleaser if I have the time. That's why I have a really difficult time saying no. For example, if someone wants to, needs me to do a favor, would like me to do a favor, if I have other things going on, I am more than fine saying sorry I can't. I'm not going to bend over backwards in a situation like that as a lot of people pleasers are. My gray area and where I find the most difficulty is let's say I have a day off like a Saturday. Like today I really knew that I just need to get this podcast recorded, but besides that I have nothing that I need to accomplish. So if someone wanted me to come like pick them up or drive them somewhere, then I would have a difficult or a, a more difficult time saying no because I had nothing else that i was doing instead for some reason me just simply not being in the mood doesn't feel like a good enough excuse but i've gotten better with that than age saying like sorry i just don't have it in me getting <laughs> you ask someone else because if you haven't made any promises you don't owe anyone a yes just simply because they asked Mishi underscore t also asked for my favorite subject in school i love math my parents were both math teachers my dad's still a math teacher so runs in my blood Probably was a surprising one. I bet a lot of you guys didn't expect me to say that. Megan Clark Soprano asked, why should I move to New York? This is a great question because a lot of the times I'm asked, how do I move to New York? And I hate answering that question because there's a thousand ways to move to New York and it is not an easy place to move to. You just got to figure out your path and get here, it is not an easy question to answer. Why you should move to New York is a fun and easy question to answer. A, you love a high-energy living environment. You love walking places. You really enjoy art, fashion, theater, museums, culture. You like going out. You have the dream, you know? You have the dream. And you don't mind the cold. I'm sure there's a more poetic response, but... We're just being literal here today. Shanili asked how to live your best whole life when you're not confident, not good at getting guys. It's all an energy game. It's all an energy game. You just got to be good energy. You don't need to be the sexiest or the most flirtatious. You kind of just want to be fun. And then just throughout the evening, once you start getting more comfortable, because you just have to make yourself in a happy mood. Like, put yourself in a happy mood Be lighthearted. It doesn't need to be so serious, especially if you're just trying to live your best whole life. And then throughout the night, then you start getting flirtier. At first, you're just being fun and friendly. Then you become a little bit flirtier, like you'll laugh, grab them by the shoulders, like fuss with their hair, whatever it is, and go off. It doesn't take much after that. Agatalam... I don't know how you say your username, but you asked on... Asked for thoughts on giving second chances to your ex. That's not me. I'm not. Once you're out, you're out. You're out. Because if I've decided that it's over, I've been thinking about this and done all the mental math to figure out if there's any reason worth staying. Trust me. So same thing with friends. By the time that there's a friendship breakup, I prepared myself to never see you again again once that has happened. Like, I've been prepping. So, my personality, I more than likely wouldn't, but maybe I'll eat my words one day. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, Agatha Halamera also asked for thoughts on taking a gap year in university. I highly recommend. I took three years off in between high school and college, and It gave me a chance to work and explore something that I was curious about that didn't need a degree, but by the time I went, I was in school when I was 20, 21, and I still felt young enough to be in school. Um, I didn't, not that, you're always young enough to be in school. There's always a good time to go to school, but I really didn't mind or feel the difference in age while being at school, and I had a lot better head on my shoulders by the time I got to school and had the ability to actually work and actually focus because not only was I giving myself the chance to do the work that I was interested I also got that 18, 19, 20-year-old, I'm away from home for the first time, I want to go crazy energy out of me and I was ready to sit down and work by the time I got to school. Emma Piatek asked, i binge all your podcast episodes, what are your other podcast wrecks? The only one I've been listening to lately is Going Mental with Eileen Kelly. I haven't listened to all the episodes, but most of the ones I've listened to I've really, really, really enjoyed. I like the questions that she asks, and I like the guests that she gets on it, and I think she herself is very interesting. And Going Mental is a mental health podcast. For some reason in my head, I'm like, oh, y'all know that one, but maybe you don't, and maybe I'm introducing it to you. (laughs) You want me to answer this one honestly? Honestly. Mocio asks what to do when you're in a slump and don't give a shit about anything but you have school. I will go on YouTube and I'll find any sort of like I have a few that I'm subscribed to like these productivity organized either advice YouTubers or YouTube vloggers like the ones who are just doing their thing and they thrive on routine and waking up early and and cleaning things and organizing things and getting good grades because I'm so easily influenced like if I'm watching a show about like girls for instance I tried watching girls I couldn't because they're so whiny and miserable and then I found myself just not being whiny and miserable but not far from it so when I need to be in the headspace of someone who's getting shit done, I have to watch people who are also getting shit done, like, the media I consume has such a big impact on me, on top of that, I would probably go as far to, like, purchase a new notebook and and some new pens, or maybe, like, a. trying to think of the equivalent, like, with your laptop, I wouldn't purchase a laptop case or something like that, but, you know, like, maybe a, like, a new pair of headphones, some sort of tech, but probably, like, a new notebook and pens is still what I would get, yeah, uh, that's my advice. Taylor Hender said or asked, sometimes like your first parts are statements and then end with questions. It doesn't matter. No one cares. Do you clean your jewelry? I feel like it's a habit I should have, but I always forget. I don't think I've ever cleaned a piece of jewelry and I, I'm with you. Probably a great habit, but I also clean my makeup brushes once a year. So I'm not good on either of those ends. Khadid Jamid asked if I remember what my mom smelled like so i just got this deodorant and it smells just like the one my mom wore so if someone were to ask me if i could still smell my mom i probably would say no but then i just had an experience last week where i did smell her and i hope that i continue to have things like that it makes her still feel here howland asked how to stay grounded tips please i am losing it oh I had to briefly stop the podcast because one of my best friends, Kaylee, called me, and I think this is relevant. She just got back from her January date. She is joining me on this 12 dates this year. Seriously, if y'all wanna join us on this, by all means. And her date went so well. She got there at 11 and got picked up like 2, 2 2.30. And she said there was not a single breaking conversation. Like they could not get enough of the conversation. And I think there's going to be a second date and she's on such a high. I was laughing at her because she's definitely been on dates in the past where she comes back and she's like, fuck men. I hate men. And then this time we're on the phone and she's like, oh my God, it is just, there's so many people in this world worth meeting and there's just so much light to be shared. (laughs) I was like, so you had a lot of fun. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, I think it's a really... Thing to do because I've played it safe for so long. Like I'll entertain someone if they come into my life, but I've never since being in a relationship like gone out and hunted for someone and like really played the field. And I don't aggressively go on dating apps. I've been on two dating app dates. Like really, it's just if I meet someone through mutual friends um, or if someone on the internet like slides in my DMs and it's like consistent, whatever. But I've been playing it safe. I've been a little bit of a pussy, for lack of a better term. And it's time to get back out there. It's time to get on that horse and go on 12 dates. Let's look at your next question. Am I recording? Yeah. Halo asked, what are things that you've learned from starting your own podcast? You know what? I'm going to give myself an opportunity to pat myself on the back real quick. I am really... Okay, it's so hard to give yourself a compliment. I'm just going to bite the bullet and do it. And if I sound like I'm full of myself, so be it. But I'm really good at explaining things. I am a good speaker and this podcast has given me the confidence and reassurance that I am a good speaker and I am good at explaining things and I am a conversationalist and this is something that I'm skilled at. I'm a skilled communicator and that is something that I've learned. It's given me a lot of confidence and I also love you guys, the listeners, like you listening right now wherever you are in the world, outside, inside, in your car, on a vacation, at your home, cleaning your room, on a walk, whatever it is, on your way to work, at work. I'm so grateful for you, like you tuning in and listening to these episodes makes it so fun. I love reading my DMs. My Instagram is such a happy, fun place for me. I love that I feel even more connected on YouTube because, oh my God, I hate to say this. I don't, I don't even want to say it, but like, oh my God, I'm so much more into TikTok and Instagram than I am YouTube right now, which YouTube was my favorite thing ever. So I had my YouTube and that really felt like where the community was. But now with this podcast, there's this whole other way to chat and be in communication. And uh, that's something I've learned. I didn't know y'all were here. And I'm so glad to have you here. Tabitha C asked for the best snack while high. You know what? I had my first bong rip in a year, two days ago. And it hit. And I will say, and you know what? You can hit me in the face. It's fine. But like... A raw carrot or like a berry, <laughs> <laughs> like real raw food, like fruit and vegetables, hits. It tastes like life, like life, because it's real. Like don't get me wrong, I've had my fair share of like Cheez-Its and popcorn and whatever, but having a raspberry while high, <gasps> my god, you don't even know what you're missing. Alexandria Perez asked for what physical traits did I get from my parents. I have my mom's skin. My whole dad's side of the family is blonde and pale, and they look very Swedish. I have the olive complexion that my mom's side of the family had. We can tan so quickly. And then I have both of my parents' hair. They both have fine hair. And that was the running joke that when they had me, they're like, I don't know what she's going to look like, but she's going to have fine hair. And I do. Um, I have my dad's nose. I don't have either of my parents' mouths. Yeah, um, my eyelashes are my dad. My big ass forehead, my big head, my like long face, that's my dad. Yeah, my tiny legs, <laughs> my dad. So I actually have a lot of my dad's traits. Interesting. I've never actually given any of this thought before. Mary M. Whole asks for favorite coffee shop in New York. My favorite coffee in New York is probably Blue Bottle. Um, and then if you're like a college kid and you live in the East Village or nearby or you don't mind making the commute, I think the Bean is such a fun coffee shop to hang out at. It's so youthful and fun, happy, lots of tables, lots of seats, big menu selection. They have everything from typical coffee orders to some more like fun lattes, but they also have smoothies and acai bowls and fresh juices and they have a lot of pastries and quiches. It's it's really nice. And then lots of tables, lots of outlets. It's a good place to work. I spent no joke, four to five days a week there before I, like, moved into... Like, back when I lived in the East Village. And I love it. Rebecca underscore Sena underscore Becca. Rebecca Sena Becca. I don't know. Interesting. What is the most difficult part in a relationship for you? Oh, God. I guess I have to be honest with myself. Um, probably that I lose myself a little bit and it's taken so much work to find myself and ground myself and be myself because I end up just fitting into their life down to the details because I'm so easygoing that if I'm with someone who has very strong preferences I always just allow them to have their preference because they care way more about it than I will like I'm just happy to be there happy to have a good time but then I realized, like, after I broke up with my boyfriend, I mean, we were together for so many years, like, five, six years. Um, then I realized that I hadn't put what I wanted to watch on TV in years. Like, I'm, n- and now I have so much autonomy over my free time where I had someone who was just, like, very opinionated. And that's that's that was difficult. I didn't realize that until after. I'm sure there's more, but we're going to move on. Maddie.Sharp asked for my favorite thing to do to make myself feel better after a tough day. It depends what kind of tough day it is. Like if it's physically tough, for example, I got back from training this week and it was brutally cold. It's been freezing rain. We had a snow day this week, which was fun, but we've also had cold, windy days with freezing rain. Do you know what it's like to walk for 15 minutes to the subway with freezing rain paling at your face, just like blowing in your face. Horrible. So after walking to the subway, going to training and then coming back, that I was feeling, that that was tough. So I just had a nice hot shower. I washed my hair, conditioned for a while, exfoliated, shaved, got into some comfy clothes, moisturized, got into some comfy clothes and just laid down for 15, 20 minutes. And that felt So good. Now, if it's like a bad day where I get some bad news, if there's something I need to talk about, then I will be calling friends. Oh, going to a restaurant after a tough day, inviting a friend and going out to a nice restaurant. God, how did I forget that? That's such a uh, day lifter. Having a waiter come and serve you and sharing an appetizer, some entrees, maybe a cocktail or dessert. God should have said that at the beginning. That's one of my favorites. Oof, a nice dining experience? Yes, but also a nice shower. Speaking of showers, Hannah Harris wants to know my favorite shower products. Way makes this hair and body scrub that I love so much. I also have these gloves that you can get at any pharmacy. You can probably also get them on Amazon as well, and they're body scrub gloves, and it's probably one of my best little hacks is i'll put body wash on these gloves like wear the gloves and wash my body and it gets my body exfoliated so quickly and so effectively and my skin feels so soft i did it last night and i feel so nice and soft i still haven't found the world's best body moisturizer i have dry skin especially on my legs and i just haven't found the right body lotion so by all means if you have one that really works and I've tried CeraVe, Vanicream, um, Eucerin, Vaseline. I've tried a lot of the low-end ones. I haven't really tried that many high-end ones but really the shower gloves. That's one of the best kept secrets out there. Emma.k wants to know where my flare yoga pants are from. Every time I have training videos on my Instagram story, I always get questions about them. And I have three pairs. I have two black and one blue. The blue flare ones are from Lucy back in 2012, 2013. I don't even know if Lucy is still around, but they are long and great for long legs. They're really high compression. They stay in place. They're incredible quality. The other black ones I have that I've had for quite a long time, once again, also got them in high school. I think they're from like 2014 and they're Under Armour. And then the third pair I just recently got, it's the V ones from American Eagle and they suck. I would not waste your money. Anyway, I love you all so much. Thank you for tuning in, asking questions, listening. If you like this podcast, give it a good review or give it a good rating. Other than that, I will see you back next week and enjoy your time. XOXO, Lexi. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes.
1: you mm-hmm.